everyone, this is Sandy Caldwell, and you are tuning into the Quilt Cabana Corner Podcast. Remember me? I'm back. This is episode number 56, and it is November 22nd. I almost said 19. Did you hear that? What year am I in? It is the year 2021. (laughs) And what a year it's been. It's almost over. Can you even believe that? I know I can't. I hope that you have all been well. I have still seen and heard from everybody on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Less on the blog. Seems like the blogs are on a little hiatus. Maybe we'll bring that back too. But recently, I decided to um, re-up my Podbean hosting for this podcast in the hopes that I would get back to doing it because I miss talking with all of you. And I think that we all miss talking about podcasts and probably our original Twilters group, which started as a bunch of podcasters way back when a very long time ago, and we all had such a great time doing it, and then time marched on, and different technology came along, and everybody went to the gram, and um, I don't know. I think people are missing it, so let's bring it back and give it another try, shall we? Okay, so you know the drill. Go get your coffee, your tea, your water, your glass of wine, whatever is your pleasure, and let's chat. I'm going to start with a life update because it has indeed been a while. I don't remember the last date of the last podcast, and I'm not going to look back and try to go find it. It's just been a while, but that is all right. So I'll start with myself. Um, I'm here, and uh, (laughs) my girls are getting much older. Greg is back at his office a couple days a week since being home for the pandemic, basically, he worked from home and he is still loving his Lego sets and getting very excited for Christmas time, as we all are. I know you all know I love Christmas. So we have two trees up. We keep one up year round in our finished playroom, which is a silly name for that room because no one plays down there. Um, so finished family room, I guess we could call it. And Leah is home from school, and she pretty much twisted our arms, well, not mine, but Greg's, uh, to set up the Christmas tree in the living room this weekend. So that we did. So Greg's doing well. I'm still teaching uh, private lessons and workshops out of my house for quilting. And I'm doing my long arm business, which I love still, and it keeps me very busy. And I've been very blessed that everyone stayed quilting during the pandemic so that I stayed very busy. And um, it was really great to be able to still interact with everybody during that time. So the long arm business is marching on. And um, we had a full year of workshops this year. It was great. We did everything from landscape quilts to orange peel blocks to making gnomes most recently. And our next workshop is going to be our Christmas party. We're going to have a fat quarter exchange, and I think everyone's looking forward to that. And then next year, I'm already working on the schedule for what our monthly workshops will be. And we're going to try some new things. I think we're going to try to get away from the quilt along. We've done a a large quilt for the last four years, I think. So this summer, 
instead of having a large quilt. I think we're all looking for smaller projects right now. So that's what we're going to focus on. So that's going to be lots of fun. So one thing that I'm going to really let go for next year is the Step Into Your Art Facebook group. That was a group that we began in 2019, and it was meant to be a monthly art challenge for everyone. And it didn't really matter what medium you were using. It could be, uh, you could take the theme that was given and apply it to quilting or knitting, coloring, photography, gardening, whatever, whatever you wanted to interpret it as. So um, the group does not have participation as much as it used to. So I think that we're going to archive that for next year. And uh, maybe we'll think of a different special interest group. Or if you have an idea for a special interest group and you would like me to help host it, I would definitely love to do that. You just let me know. Okay, so that about does it for the updates for me. And I'll go right down the line with the girls. Amanda is now 23 and she is engaged. We had a family trip to Hawaii. And on that trip, her fiance, Dan, her then boyfriend, uh, proposed to her on our favorite beach. And it was so magical and lovely. It was really just wonderful. So we are planning a wedding. We're in full wedding planning mode, which is very exciting. Um, She's getting married in October of next year. And um, we've been very busy making appointments to try on dresses and uh, very busy booking the venue and um, the florist and photographer and all that goes along with it and also planning a rehearsal dinner. So we are all super looking forward to that. She needs some help with it because she's a very busy girl. She works full-time in an autism program in an elementary school, and she is in graduate school to become a board-certified behavior analyst, and that takes up a lot of her time as well. So that's what she's been up to. And Lindsay is my middle daughter. She is a newly minted 21. She actually turned 21 on our trip to Hawaii, so it was an extra, extra special week for us. And she is graduating from the University of Vermont in May, and she will graduate as an anthropology and environmental studies double major with a minor in history, and she is looking to go to law school. So she just secured a spring internship with the Attorney General's office in Vermont, and she's very excited about that. We're excited for her. And then little Miss Leah, she is 19, and she is in her sophomore year at Endicott College, and she is a marketing and advertising major, and she currently has her first boyfriend, who's so sweet, and his name is Brian, Um, so we're all, you know, really excited for her. So everybody is doing well, and I still have the bunnies, if you've been following along with the bunnies for pretty much forever. We still have Nala. Nala is uh, a lion head. She looks like a little loaf of banana bread. And she is eight years old, which puts her pretty much as a senior bunny. And she's about 80 years old in human years, if you translate it. Um, And then we also still have our other lion head bunny named Ginny. 
Ginny was the bunny that uh, we thought was a girl, and we sent her in to be spayed, and she came home neutered. <laughs> Whoops. So we still call Ginny Ginny. Uh, he's doing well. And then we also have Amanda's bunny, Gandalf, here. He's my grand bunny. Gandalf is a mini lop who is not mini at all. He's a very big bunny, always looking for snacks. So kind of kind of like me. I'm always looking for snacks too. Uh, but yeah, so he lives with us because Amanda and Dan, um, they had a dog named Charlie who was 14. He passed away recently. And they just adopted two senior dogs, little shih tzus, named Finn and Daisy. And they're adorable. Um, but they wouldn't do well with a bunny running around, so... Gandalf, or Gandy as we call him, gets to stay with us, and we love that. So anyways, that's the update on the family. We did have an awesome trip to Hawaii, as I mentioned, and I did go to the Maui Quilt Shop. I've been to the Maui Quilt Shop before, and I have bought several kits and fabrics and things from them previously, applique kits and sashiko and all kinds of stuff. And I've not had a chance to probably even make half of those projects yet. So I knew when I went in there this time that I likely wasn't going to be a spending fortune or be spending a huge amount of time trying to find kits and things to bring home. And truthfully, when I went in there, I really kind of felt like I had already purchased what I wanted. There wasn't a whole lot of new stuff there. But uh, I did get some fabric, some fat quarters and things from my mom because she was busy making bags for a craft fair at her over 55 development. And the craft fair was yesterday and the ladies did an amazing job putting that on. And my mother was using the Hawaiian fat quarters to make her um, square bags, zipper bags. So we did get that. Um I think that I did get some needles, though, for the applique because I still am really, really intrigued and in love with the Hawaiian applique. I have a couple of them in process, and they're not as neat as I wish that they would be, and truly that's just a matter of practicing and doing it more. Um, I do have one that I made that came out really nice. Most of it, I think the problem, as with anything, is really just trying to find time to sit and do it because I also like to crochet and do other things, hooked rugs and all of that kind of stuff too. So maybe next year, maybe things will just feel a little bit slower in the evenings or whatever and I can maybe get back to that. Of course, the other piece of that is that you need good light and I've had the um, the light on like, you know, the call it the coal miner's headlight. I do have one of those um, and I have other bright light lamps, but my first floor generally is a little bit on the dark side. So sometimes I'm motivated to sit and do handwork and sometimes I'm not. But maybe if I get the lighting situation figured out, we'll see. But uh, Hawaiian applique still does completely have my heart and I do anticipate that I will finish those projects, but I certainly didn't need to buy any new ones. So, um, yeah, so that was pretty much it on the Maui quilt shop. And then I'm still working on art quilts. 
I'm currently working on using some photos from a trip to Rockport, Mass, this summer that I went with Amanda and Leah. We went up there and had lunch for the day. It's one of our favorite spots. And I just had so many beautiful photos. Um, I did get a new camera last Christmas, so I've been doing a little bit of photography as well. I joined something called the Better Photo Community, and they have monthly contests. And um, I've had a second place winner. I've had several finalists um, and many staff picks from photos that I've submitted to them. I am particularly smitten with macro photography. I really, really love macro photography. I've come to find out. So it's been a learning process for me to actually learn what the settings on the camera mean and how to manipulate those to get the best photos. And I had a wonderful book. Actually, it's sitting right here. It's called Better Photo Basics by Jim Miyoki. M-I-O-T-K-E. And he actually is the person who runs that Better Photo website. The book is definitely made for beginners who, just like me, I have a nice camera. I'd like to learn what all those settings and dials mean and try to get out of the auto-focus mindset. So if you're looking to do the same, and you do not need to have the best camera available known to man, most expensive, you don't. You can use whatever camera you have. Um, And of course, there's always good iPhone photography books too, but I really prefer a good digital camera. And the camera that I have is the Canon Rebel T7. So um, yeah, that's the one that I have and I love it. And let's see, I think I got off track a little bit with the photography stuff. We'll bring it back to the quilting for a second. I was trying to think of how many big quilts I have left to quilt that I've begun. Speaking of unfinished projects. And this year, I actually really set my mind to finishing a few of those big ones. So I finished three this year. And that leaves me, when I think about projects that are sitting in my sewing room, with four big quilts that are unfinished. So I think what I'm gonna do is, number one, not take on any more big quilts until these four are done. And I'm gonna shoot to finish two in 2022 and two in 2023. And they are in various stages. So the four that I have, one is a red and white Fair Isle quilt that I got the pattern from my mother for Christmas and a whole kit to do it, all the fabric, everything, a few years ago. And I was in love with it then, and I'm in love with it now. So that is currently what I'm cutting fabric for. And I really like working on it in this Christmas season because it reminds me of Christmas. The other one is the Disappearing Snowball Quilt, which was a Missouri Star Quilt pattern that uh, my ladies did as part of their summer quilt along last year. And it's a very tedious quilt, I'm not gonna lie. We pretty much all hated it. (laughs) Well, except for one of us. One fantastic lady, my Sharon, she went on to make about five or six of those quilts. The rest of us, we're doing our time making the one uh, and then we'll be done with that. It is very pretty when it's finished, but You just have to trust me when I say it's the most tedious thing we've ever done. So I am going to finish that. And then I have 
a churn dash that I started during quarantine, I think. And that's going to be yellow and white and very pretty. So I'm, I would like to finish that. And then the last one is my blue and white orange peel quilt, which is also very time consuming. It's going to be absolutely gorgeous. It's just a little bit time consuming. So if I can finish those four quilts over the next two years and really turn most of my attention to the art quilts, I'll be pretty happy with that. That works for me. So that leads me to say, has anyone started thinking about their quilting goals for 2022? Because it seems like now is the time to maybe go through that craft room, see what you have for projects, see what you want to keep, what you want to discard, what you want to give away to someone else who might like to make it. Don't bog yourself down with projects that you just are not in love with. Really, time is too short to do that. So pick through, kind of like I did, decided what the best of the best were going to be, and commit to finishing those. And maybe make a little timeline for yourself on what steps you need to accomplish and by when. I always find I work much better when there's a deadline, um, whether it's real or self-imposed. It just sort of is nice to say, I'll look forward to having this completed, you know, in whatever month. For me to finish the three that I finished this year, I committed myself to finishing a project one a month for June, July, and August. And I pretty much kept to that schedule because I really wanted to have those projects done. And in addition to the quilting projects, I also have been working on the embroidery machine. I purchased a new embroidery machine. It's a brother, um, and I love it. And I've been making towels for family members for the holidays, finding cute little designs on Etsy and uh, Embroidery Panda. If you haven't tried them, that place is great. It's online, and they frequently have adorable designs on sale for $0.35. Cents. So, I mean, for $0.35, cents, you can buy a whole bunch. You can buy a whole year's worth, right? So I've done pumpkins and Christmas ones and um, all kinds of things. So really, that's been fun. And the, the I would say the one thing that has made it the most enjoyable for me was that I got a magnetic embroidery hoop finally. Um, it's not made by brother. It's one on Amazon that pops up when you put in magnetic embroidery hoops. It's a red and white package. I forget the name of it. Um, but it does fit the machine. I did have to file down just a little bit to get it to snap into the machine. But once I did that, it's, it works perfect. It's just so much easier than hooping. You know, if you're doing towels, you need a water soluble stabilizer on top and then the towel and then a regular stabilizer on the bottom. That's a lot to hoop in those pain-in-the-butt hoops. So the magnetic one, I can't even recommend it enough. It just took it from, you know, a little bit of misery to so much more fun. And the other thing that I did, which made a huge difference, was I switched brands of thread. I was having a lot of thread breakage with the, um, I'll say the older, because I think they've been renamed but it was the older embroidery threads that you could get a whole bunch of them on Amazon for cheap money. It was called like New Art or something like that. I forget the name. Man, did that stuff break like every two seconds. Uh, so once I switched out of that and just went to the sulky uh, rayon 40 weight, I 
barely, knock on wood, barely ever have a problem with thread breakage. And as we all know, those threads start breaking and then, you know, the swears start coming out of my mouth. (laughs) And I just get so mad at it and frustrated because who has time? Who has time for that? Like no one. So do yourself a favor, upgrade your thread and get the magnetic hoop and you will not be sorry. Um, so yeah, I think that those are all the projects I'm working on. Seems like a whole lot when I list them out. Um, and I guess the only non-cruelty projects would be the photography. And then I also have two or three little writing projects that I'm working on on the side. So yeah, so that's it. Um Let's see. I'll tell you what I'm reading uh, this month for our book club. It's really, really good. Okay, so the name of it is Apples Never Fall, and it's by Leanne Moriarty, who's written Big Little Lies, um, Perfect Strang- Nine Perfect Strangers, and so many others. She's really a fabulous author. Um So this book, I'm actually going to read you the description because I like the description and it's really good. And I think that you would enjoy it as well. So here it goes. Uh, Apples Never Fall, Leanne Moriarty. I can't even talk. Leanne Moriarty. Okay. The Delaney family love one another dearly. It's just that sometimes they want to murder each other. If your mother was missing, would you tell the police? Even if the most obvious suspect was your father, this is the dilemma facing the four grown Delaney siblings. The Delaney's are fixtures in their community. The parents, Stan and Joy, are the envy of all of their friends. They're killers on the tennis court, and off it, their chemistry is palpable. But after 50 years of marriage, they've finally sold their famed tennis academy and are ready to start what should be the golden years of their lives. So why are Stan and Joy so miserable? The four Delaney children, Amy, Logan, Troy, and Brooke, were tennis stars in their own right. Yet, as their father will tell you, none of them had what it took to go all the way. But that's okay. Now that they're all successful grown-ups and there is the wonderful possibility of grandchildren on the horizon. One night, a stranger named Savannah knocks on Stan and Joy's door, bleeding after a fight with her boyfriend. The Delaney's are more than happy to give her the small kindness she sorely needs if only that was all she wanted. Later, when Joy goes missing, and Savannah is nowhere to be found, the police question the one person who remains, Stan. But for someone who claims to be innocent, he, like many spouses, seems to have a lot to hide. Two of the Delaney children think their father is innocent, and two are not so sure. But as the two sides square off against each other in perhaps their biggest match ever— all of the Delaney's will start to re-examine their shared family history in a very new light. Doesn't that sound good? And it is so good. I love the way she writes. It's really awesome. So that is the book that we are currently reading. The book that we read uh, last month was called Beautiful Country, I think. And that was um, by Julie... Quank, Chen, no, Chen, I guess her name was. Oh my gosh, hold on, I'll tell you. Um, It was good. It was about growing up here in the United States as um, an immigrant. She was a Chinese immigrant. 
And, and actually, oh, it's, it's Chen Julie Wang, and Chen is spelled Q-I-A-N, and the book was called Beautiful Country. And uh, it's actually based on a true story about her life, about how she came over here um, with her parents and how they were regarded in New York uh, City. I think they lived in Brooklyn. And, you know, her parents had been professors and very well-revered and respected people in China, and then they came here and all they could get was work in like a sushi factory um, or a sewing sweatshop, that type of a thing. They were considered worse than low income. They were teased and called no income because uh, that was pretty much true. And it's sort of um, just her memoir about how it was to have that happen to them. And then she eventually went on to become an immigration lawyer Um so it's very interesting. It was not um, a light book by any means. It also was not a page turner. But I think by the time I finished reading that book and put it back down, I was like, wow, what a book. So that was a very interesting read as well. Uh, in other books, let's see. Recently, I have also read... Mel Robbins, uh, she's the five-second rule girl, one of my favorites, and she does the High Five Habit book right now. That is what what is um, her most recent book, and that is very good, too. It's about the psychology behind giving yourself a high five in the mirror every morning, um, and it's really an interesting read if you are into self-development. So there's that. All right, I'm looking down my list here. I think I've hit everything on my outline. I even made an outline, you guys. I was very serious about this today. And what I'm super hoping is that I can figure out how to get this from GarageBand on my Mac <laughs> into Podbean. And then Podbean should take care of uploading it to iTunes, where hopefully you will be listening to it from or wherever you listen to it from. Uh, I think I remember how to do it. But like I said, it's been quite some time. But that's all right. Um, I did have one tool that I was going to discuss, but I'm actually going to wait until the next one because I want to use it a little bit more before I give it a yay or a nay. And so I think I'm going to wrap this up. And I thank you so much for joining me. This was really fun to get back at it, have a chance to update you all um, and let you know what I'm working on. And as always, please, I would love some feedback on this podcast, whether you want to continue listening to it or um, recommending it to a friend. An iTunes review is always appreciated because that's how other people will find it. And of course, I like to hear from you and I will give you shout outs. And uh, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all under Quilt Cabana Patterns or Sandy Caldwell. I'm there. You'll find me. You can also send me an email at uh, C-O-L-W-E-L-L-S-G at Comcast.net. Or you can send me something on the contact form from QuiltCabanaPatterns.com website. That is still up and running. I have not updated the blog, but I will go in and update the blog with the link to this podcast. And um, maybe I'll write a sentence or two. Who knows? We'll see what happens. Um, I think that that's it. I hope everybody has the most fantastic Thanksgiving. 
and holiday season, and I will talk to you before then. If there is something that you would like me to talk about on this podcast, I would be more than happy to talk about it or research something or answer your questions. Just shoot me an email or drop me a line on Instagram or whatever and tell me what's happening, and I will talk to you then. All right, everybody, until the next time, I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.